another episode of knives monroe versus the podcast i'm knives monroe thank you for listening i'm with jennifer kendall who i'm so excited to have on the show um we've met once before and so from from a year ago to now um i'm quite honestly honored and flattered to have you on the show how did you how did you find this find the show yeah um honestly social media okay was it Instagram, Facebook? Uh, Facebook, really. really. Damn. Yeah. Okay, cool. I like to support my local filmmakers. By the way, love the hat. <laughs> uh, thanks. So if you share, I'll share. Yeah. I, I love to um, to bring awareness of local talent. And awesome. I th- definitely think that you are talented. That's awfully kind for you to say. I'm not super comfortable at taking compliments, <laughs> but uh, I'll accept it. I'll accept it because mm-hmm. I try really hard, though. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, so we were talking off mic shortly. Um, I want to. There's a lot about you that I don't know, so I kind of want to start at the beginning. How many birthdays have you had? 21, but I'm about to turn 22, February 19th. <laughs> what is that? Um, Pisces? Yes. I could tell. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, my wife's a Pisces too. She's like super, she's kind of like introverted, very sensitive. I don't know if, if you see yourself that way. Oh God, absolute opposite. Really? Yeah, very extroverted. Um, Lord. I mean, I'm sensitive as in empathetic to others and how they feel. Mm-hmm. However, with myself, um, because of my past, I think more so, I've become desensitized to, I guess, negativity to where I can, I guess I can take it. Yeah. I don't want it, I don't welcome it, but I can, if if it does happen, I can take it. Where are you from? It roll. Um, originally I was born in Sacramento, California, mm. and then I grew up mainly in Northern California around Arcata, McKinleyville. Um, and then I spent the last few years in California in the Mojave, uh, Yucca Valley, Palm Springs area. Wow. And then, um, uh, my family, I grew up in a domestic violence, uh, household. Oh, very, shit. very bad. Yeah. Um, my father, who I don't associate with at all is Ward Kendall. He writes very, very racist books, basically. Are you serious? Yes. Um, and we would get a lot of death threats, so we moved around a lot. But uh, anyway, at 11, my mother and I decided that enough was enough. And we packed up our van with as many things as we could are take. You, are you an only child? No, I actually have a sister. Okay. Yeah. So, we, however, my dad was sort of influencing my sister. Mm. So we had to do this in secret and mm. then pick my sister up and grab her as well to get her out. But my mother and I originally planned to get out, packed up the minivan with as many belongings as we could and came to texas at was, 11 yes that's too heavy it was it was a lot that's why i said i was i'm, I'm rather desensitized to negativity i i've handled a lot throughout my life i might be 21 going on 22 but honestly i've lived enough lifetimes for like three or four people yeah i believe you um so i have this sporting this um uh, brand called own the dash and the story goes um it's not about the the day you were born on the tombstone or the day you die. It's about that dash in between, mm-hmm. and you can't really put a number on that, like age yeah. and experience wise. I mean, you could you could live a life by the time you're you're 22 for sure. I love that saying, the dash in between. I've yeah, never yeah, heard that. Totally, and you know, I, I'm I'm raising a 14 year old right now, mm-hmm. and I feel like his drama and his life, you know, what he's going to talk to his therapist about, may come from like a lack of adversity. Mm-hmm. I think. You know, because kids have it so easy nowadays. So the, the yeah. fact that it doesn't sound like it was easy for you, it's kind of dismissive to say, oh, that adds character. I'm grateful for it. Are you? I don't want anybody to think that I would change a thing. I would never, ever change. Not a single detail in my entire life. All the negatives have led me right here sitting on a couch talking to you. Yeah. And I'm, I'm grateful for the bad because it's given me the good. Wow. It's given me both. It sounds like you've put in a lot of work on yourself. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Did that come easy? Um, I have to thank my mother, honestly. She, uh, I went to one year of public high school 
and I had a really rough time because in I was... In Texas? Yes. I had a really rough time because basically my entire life I was secluded from people. I was homeschooled because it was an abusive household and they wanted to keep that private. Not they, guys, and my mother, but my father did. Mm. Um, so I went to one year of public high school and it was really, really rough. And I was struggling and crying and I did struggle with self-harm and... Um, I talked to my mother about this and she really helped me out. She pulled me out. She said I could be homeschooled again, but Montessori style to where I choose what I learn. Um, so at 16, we moved to Itasca on a farm and I got an entire year for self-growth and reflection and healing on. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm so thankful for I've my mother for doing that. I've never heard of this before. Yeah, it, it was, it was wonderful. And that's honestly where my photography started to pick up. Uh, how I fell into photography is another story. I was about nine or 10 years old and my mother came to Texas because we have family here and I was still in California and she, she had to leave me with my father for an entire month. And that was really rough because he had a lot of mental breakdowns. He threw away all of our furniture, um, our TV, everything was gone. The house was empty. We had nothing but a freezer. We didn't even have a stove. He just threw everything out. Absolutely went ballistic. Didn't have a cell phone to call my mother. Um, so she sent a, a care package to our house and it had a cool pics Canon camera in it. Mm. And that is the only thing I had. And that's when I started to take pictures and videos of random things and they didn't even have to be good. It was just something, a way for me to cope with what was happening around me and for me to express myself. And it just, it went from there. Wow. Yeah. And that's how I just fell into it. Wow. That's insane. Mm -hmm. um, I had, it just goes to show that like, you know, one thing I've been thinking a, a lot about lately is perception is reality. Like mm -hmm. on, you found this on, on Facebook or something and people have certain opinions and projections about the, the people that they see, the avatar that they see online, but you never know what's underneath. You don't know the person. You just see the billboard. You just see exactly. the magazine covers of people, you know, the highlight reels. And so mm -hmm. I never would have assumed that about you. Yeah. I, it's weird. Like, we're simultaneously, especially as Americans, you know, living in the greatest time in history as far as like our human species goes. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that. And I'm kind of like you in that I'm, I'm a usually enthusiastic, positive person um, because I have to overcompensate with my own baggage, right? Mm -hmm. So much so that I, that I drink so much of the Kool-Aid that like I, I sometimes forget that life sucks terribly for other people. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and, and, and you never know. But I will say that it kind of comes with the territory when it, com when it comes to artists. Yes, Because we, we have to we have to cope. Yeah. We have to express ourselves to, to expel some demons. And it sounds like you, you did that. Yeah, I, it's, it's, it's an uncontrollable urge. I call myself a chronic creator because it, in, in every form, I have to create something. I cook all the time, and I, f I find that to be an art form. Mm -hmm. I doodle, I sing. It doesn't, the stuff that I make doesn't necessarily have to be good, or it doesn't even have to be seen by others. It's just, it just is. It's something I have to do. I want to talk about art and how you see yourself as a creator because mm -hmm. I've had, I'm going through like an identity crisis when it comes to how I identify. Do I identify as a filmmaker? Do I identify as a podcaster? I mean, what's the difference nowadays? Um, but I just want to close the loop with your dad because I'm, I'm stunned like as a father, you know, I think about it all the time. Um, my father was not abusive because my mom got out like at a very young age. Who knows what would have happened? Like I would have yeah. been a completely different human if, if she stuck around. But, um, and those demons still chase me. It's like, it's like they're, 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 they are me. They're my shadow. And, you know, I'm not so much into comparative suffering. You mm -hmm. know, I don't want to compare me to you or you to anybody else, you know. Um, good friend of mine says, your worst day is no better than, than my worst day or, you know, so on. And he was like a, uh, a marine vet so i think he says that to relate to people who haven't seen combat it's like you know no everybody goes through like a form of war you know yes um but how have you managed to compartmentalize that and and, and kind of like walk away does your you don't have to answer this and i can cut this out but um does your father try to 
contact you and oh yeah oh yeah. gosh i um i mean that's got to be confusing as hell because people people could tell you and i hear it uh but he's your dad come on he's your dad i hear that all the time <laughs> yeah. all the time yeah and it's like it doesn't matter you you they say you can't choose your family but i do choose my family yeah i choose my family hmm. and who i listen to and who i i draw inspiration from and um but yeah he does he does try to contact me on a regular basis he'll probably even watch this podcast hmm. he's known for stalking are you serious yes when we got out that's no joke about every month he would send a pizza to our house with the note on the receipt that says i found you what yeah yeah he's he's got problems yeah he's got problems and i hope that for his sake he works them out. I don't know if he can now. Yeah. But I hope he finds some kind of peace. Yeah. Um, and for the question as to whether or not I or how I walk away from it, I don't walk away from it. Yeah. I am. I. I. I try my best to feel every wave of emotion. You do. That I can. You don't try to push it down. No. Maybe it's. I don't. I can say it's a masculine thing exclusively, <laughs> yeah. but I think we. I, I've certainly felt socially conditioned to be like. To just bury it. I can't talk about it. Oh, it's no. not cool. It's not manly. It's not sexy. I'm not going to bring it up. It's not real. <laughs> Says know? who? I, I told, I would tell people growing up so much so that I, for, that I got caught in a lie and I was like, oh yeah, I made that up. I, I would tell people that my, my father died in the Oklahoma city bombing. I've done, I've done the same thing. Have you? Yeah. I've done the same thing. I've told them. It's people. just better to think that they're gone, that yeah. they're not there. Since, honestly, my father has died. And it's, it's not a diss to him or anything. It's just, I don't have a father, if that makes any sense. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, I do. I just, it's not me walking away from it. I acknowledge him and his existence and everything that he's put me through. And I feel it and I embrace it. Because if I do bury it, oh, it's going to come back and bite me in the ass. That's mm. for sure. How do you know that? I've I've had experience with burying things. And it gets, it manifests it gets in something. It bigger and bigger and bigger. And more and more things pile up. And then you get into the habit of burying things. Hmm. And then it just, I mean, a single raindrop is nothing, but imagine a thousand. Yeah. You'd overflow. Mm -hmm. So I try to avoid the habit of burying things. And I try to ride feelings out. That's because, smart. Because, yeah, all feelings are important and all feelings, even the bad ones. Yeah. They really are. They should be felt because they show you contrast. Yeah. And without contrast, happiness is is a flat line. I could really tell that you that you actually believe that. I do. We live in a in um in a almost like a and it's fake to me online where people are you know, grinding and hustling and all this hustle porn that's out there, you know, and mm -hmm. and so it's easy to get caught up in that and and I've also and, and I'm projecting here because I'm pretty sure I suffer from some sort of mania because I have just highs and lows. And my highs, I think, are usually, they come from like a, just like a, it's like pulling your parachute before you jump out of the airplane. Mm -hmm. It's like, just in case. Yes. You know, but it doesn't work when you jump out after that. So it, it, it eventually comes to a head. But there are people that check the boxes and, and, and present their PR versions of themselves and they say, yeah, this is, this is the way it should be, you know. You just get back on the horse, and but I don't know if I ever buy it sometimes when people say it because it's such a, it's traumatic, you know, um, mm -hmm. what, what you've been through for sure. And I think you'll you'll be wrestling with it forever. And, and to to actually come to reality, and to come to terms with that is is quite huge, especially at your age because I don't think I figured that out until after I had kids. Mm -hmm. So that's that's impressive. Um, so you got into, it, it was a cool pick. Did you say it was like a Nikon or something? It was a Canon. It was just. It was a Canon. I, I still have that. my lovely Canon. I'm just, I didn't even know you had your yeah, camera on you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm one of those two. I have to go everywhere with my backpack. Oh, gosh. Everywhere. 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 Yeah. You never even, like, it doesn't even matter where. Mm -hmm. I'm that person. Um, even if I'm going to go, like, pump gas and I mm -hmm. don't get out of my car, like, I still take my stuff with me because yeah. you never know. Exactly. I'm the same way. Um, and so when, when did you start figuring out that, that you wanted to go all in on that recently really yeah recently I, when i met you i i looked at you and maybe you know it was just su such a brief encounter mm -hmm. oh just to provide context to to my listeners mm -hmm. um i don't know who contacted who first 
Probably but, Hunter. Okay. It's, or no, actually you. You're still with Hunter, right? No, actually. I'm we, sorry. We I made, wasn't no, sure. No, we made the conscious decision to uncouple. Okay. Yeah. If that's, that makes any sense. Of We're still really great friends. We're roommates, you know. Oh, okay. Still that's, business partners as that's, well. That's, that's good. That's mm-hmm. good. Um, at the time, you, I guess maybe I reached out to him. He reached out to me and we were going to maybe trade cameras or trade lenses or something like that. And uh, I met you guys and you guys made quite an impression on me. I took you guys as like um, a young, hungry, creative couple that were like one another's muse. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, cool. And I remember giving Hunter like a lens and it was my favorite lens because mm-hmm. I felt like, well, he can, he'll get more mileage out of it, you know, because for me, a lot of what I do is documenting myself and for a manual lens, it's hard to hit folk, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, this guy he likes being behind the camera and so loves it that's how we met i think we exchanged contact info and then i just started seeing you in front of the camera so i I looked at you and i projected you compartmentalized your brand essentially as as a model yeah (laughs) and then i started seeing you more as a creative person yeah and and so far as behind the camera Mm -hmm. so this sounds like it's a a semi-recent transition um i started off originally as a photographer mainly, but at like, gosh, 11 or 12, I didn't have models or connections. I asked my friends, trust me, I I was like, can you model for me? And none of them wanted to do it. So I used myself and I put the timer on. (laughs) All my early photos are taken by me. Do you have those? Oh yeah, you should I have hold on to all them. of them. Oh you yeah, I, I don't delete a single picture. That's good. Ever. Put all that shit in the cloud. Exactly. You I should. would never delete a single picture because I consider myself to be the family archive. I have pictures of everything. Oh. Yeah, because I mean, when you're when you're older, what's better than going back in memory lane and looking on those things? Yeah. You can travel back in time. It's a time machine. It is. Yeah. And I, that's why I love photography so yeah. much because you can remember the moment you took that photo. Yeah. But um. I always tell people. When if I'm taking a group photo and they're like, oh, come on, get in. I'm like, I am the photo, man. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm gonna look I'll back remember and be, it. I took that photo. Exactly. It's my it's my eye, you exactly. know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's what you see. But um, yeah, I consider myself honestly mainly a photographer. The only reason I've ever been in front of the camera really is because <laughs> I didn't have models. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, every once in a while I'll model and I'll model for friends and catalogs and other random things but i mainly love to be a creative i love to be behind the camera more mm. than anything and i was recently very recently within the past couple of months i was having an identity crisis like most artists do and i'm mm-hmm. like what am i am a model filmmaker photographer and i sat back and i was like why do i have to be one of those why can't i be all of them mm-hmm. and i looked at something that I can pour my entire energy into at this very moment. And I said, what is one thing that's been consistent over the past decade? And I said, photography. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to be first and foremost. But I also identify as a filmmaker, a model, a creative. Uh, there's no label for me. There's, I'm just, I create. That's it. You're a Swiss army woman. Exactly. Yeah. I can't choose. I literally can't. I was looking on YouTube for how to grow your business. And every one of them said, find your niche. And I was like, I don't have one because I have so many. Mm. I have to be, I have to be it all. I can't choose. Hmm. I can't. Yeah, that's hard finding yeah. your kind of like your audience. I think I'm still trying to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird. I don't know if I should project to artists or project to people who consume artists. Yeah. You know, they're not mutually exclusive. So, yeah, I'm struggling with that too. But... What I've realized is if you re- if you remain prolific and, and you you take stuff every day and you distribute stuff, which is to say post stuff every day, mm-hmm. eventually like um, a shape forms exactly. and you see who they are yeah. and you're like, oh, and they and they give you feedback. And then when yep. you when you create this feedback loop, I think you start trying to subvert their expectations and you start curating art for them mm-hmm. and you create a niche exactly exactly i completely yeah. agree do you, are you into movies yeah oh yeah like you're you you are would you call yourself a, mo- have, a movie goer oh gosh i have at least 250 blu-rays oh okay. i have a collection so you're in it oh yeah okay um what are what are some movies that you're into um oh gosh i'm a sci-fi freak first and foremost a trekker absolute trekker. what's it called trekker star trek oh you're oh, a trekkie God. 
hey, that's an insult to the community. Oh, it's I, trekker. Oh, oh, dude, you're in it then. Oh, I'm in it. I insulted a, a trekker. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. my, my word. Um, I apologize. I met William Shatner. Did you? Yes, I did. It was <laughs> oh, wow. so fun. Must have been exciting. Oh, it was so exciting. So um, you like the old stuff too. I love the, I actually grew up on the old stuff. My parents are older, so they mm-hmm. raised me in a lot of uh, sci-fis from the 70s, like Logan's Run, the original mm-hmm. Time Machine. Wow. Gosh, all the all the oldies. But I also love the new ones, like um, Interstellar is, is one of my favorite movies. That's a good one. Oh gosh, it's so good. I feel like it's underrated. I don't know why. It's, it's it so It should good. have like all the attention. No, I agree. It was very moving. Beautifully done. Mm-hmm. Beautifully done. Love Interstellar, Arrival made me cry. Mm. Gosh, um, Martian, that's that's a fun one. But uh, Interstellar and Arrival, really. So I'm curious because it's rare that I get to talk to, I guess you count as a millennial. Actually, I just recently found out I'm Gen Gen X, I thought. No. I don't know what I am. Gen X is like, I think you got to be in your 40s. I think I'm in the the very first year of Gen whatever. I think you're Y then. Yeah. Gen Y. One of my cousins calls them memers. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, You guys are memers. But um, what's interesting is I really get to talk to people from your generation and you guys really like age check me, whether you mean to or not, (laughs) because I'm going to be 32 in in March. Mm -hmm. But um, but there is I mean, I got a decade on you, so. What I grew up on was slightly different. Um, do you remember, like, have you had the internet your entire life? No, actually. Um, I remember a time when I didn't. I remember AOL. I remember all those um, having to like dial up. And yep. All that. Yeah. I remember that. Wow. Um, but that was in my very early years. And then about eight or nine is when I think I got the internet. I might have just been in a delayed household because of the situation and sure. the fact that my parents were older. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's when I point. remember it. Yeah. That's a good point. And, and I just think it's nuts because I'm curious, like my son, who's going to be 15, going to be a freshman, mm, um, which fun times. it's uh it's lame to live with a, a 14 year old dude, you yeah. know, who just reminds me of myself because I was fucking slob when I was his age as well. <laughs> but um, he doesn't I mean, he'll watch movies with us, but he's never like, hey, let's watch a movie. Yeah. Because it requires so much attention, you I know. I love movies. I, and that's what's kind of surprising to me because he's grown up on YouTube. Yeah. Which is like I'm gonna watch what I want on demand whenever I feel like it. I'm gonna mm-hmm. search it. I go through my recommended feed. Short and attention span. Yeah, it's a very short attention span, and so it doesn't surprise me that um, I think movies are kind of like a pastime in a way. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. This is also in in tandem with my identity crisis. Like, which is the medium that I invest? my time and effort and money in mm-hmm. um, because I don't know if movies are, I'm not going to say be around, but I don't know what the goal is anymore. And when I yeah. was your age, it's all I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. It's all I wanted to be. Feature films or short films? Well, feature films, yeah. really. I, it's weird. I made two, I made two, three feature films before I made a short film. Why have you not shown me these things? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I, you... I don't know. Did I ever show you? Maybe not. Well, here's the I thing. So, so I'd love to watch them. Though. Once again, I don't assume that people are interested in that. I'm very interested. Okay. I love all art, honestly. <laughs> I love it. Well, my, my first film, my, unfortunately, my second film, I don't, for whatever reason, have a copy of because mm-hmm. me and the producers got into a big fight. More on that later. That's a that's filmmaking gonna, drama. Oh, it happens, dude. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to, but it did, and yeah. I, I blame myself. So for anybody listening, I, I blame myself. But uh, my first film is on YouTube, and I was 24 when I made it, and I like would have died to make that. And it's very modest, like yeah. it's it's very cheaply made. And so if you watch it, I do gotta give a warning. Like the sound's not great, the video's not great, all, the acting's like I. You know, but the experience of showing it in front of an audience and selling some tickets and like tricking people to watch this movie yeah. was like one of the best experiences of my life. And what's weird is after that, it was kind of like you, you, you have your eyes set on climbing a mountain. I have to climb that mountain. And then you do. And then you realize there's just another there's higher another mountain, mountain that behind you have to it. Climb. That's the struggle of an artist. I think that's yeah. why, honestly, a lot of artists are just depressed because they do it and then they're like i want to do this now and then i want to do this and it's just continuous it's a never-ending cycle that's Mm -hmm. why i call myself a chronic creator i can't stop i can't stop yeah i called it when i was your age director's disease yeah it's just so funny that's a good one it's just so funny i think this is like uh we're cut from the same cloth in a way yeah um do you the reason why i asked you you know if you like movies is because there's 
a lot of people, not just from your generation, but I've noticed there's been a new wave of filmmakers mm -hmm. that have that have come because DSLRs and, and iPhones, and I'm so for it. Mm -hmm. um, but there are people that don't watch movies, but that that know how to tell a story visually that that gr grow up on YouTube or something, and so they don't need to, you know. Back in my day, like movies were the only game in town, so if you wanted to develop the language, you had to watch them. Mm -hmm. And now you can see documentaries and there's Netflix and there's Instagram and Vines and TikToks. And so yeah. it's not the only game in town anymore. And so it's- Gosh, there's so much. It's so weird to be like, I, I, I just don't know. Like, I, I don't know and I've been struggling with it's this. It's a little overwhelming, honestly. I'm overwhelmed too, trust me. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm very overwhelmed. Um, I've always wanted to do a documentary style and I just recently talked to someone that I did go to school with. Um, he is transitioning from female to male and I'm going to do a documentary on his style cool. or I mean his, um, his story. Cool. And so I want to dip my feet in documentary style, but I also want to do a feature film and I want to do more shorts and then yeah. I want to do monologues. And I just recently did a section playlist on my channel called poetry and it's just basically visuals. On your YouTube channel. I haven't shown anybody it yet because I'm trying to fill it up with content first, but I have a new YouTube channel. Congrats. Thank you so much. Wow. It's um, it's only me, basically. Yeah. And it's got many different sections because I honestly don't have a niche. I just like to do it all. So I added a new section called poetry to where I apply visuals to some of my favorite poems. That's beautiful. Um, I love that. Yeah, thank you. It's There's a lot of outlets. That's why it can be overwhelming. Yeah. But I'm trying to honestly dip my feet in all of them you know it's Even weird just a little bit and, and here's here's what i want to get at and i bring up all this baggage because and i feel like i have a responsibility to tell you this and it might save you a decade mm -hmm. um there's like a still it's weird like there's a lag time for us artists that even though it's been like this for a minute with direct-to-consumer platforms youtube and everything's democratized easy cheap whatever to make stuff there's still this like baton being passed and it's like in slow motion. I feel like it, it is passed, but there's a lag time in, in, in so far as like there's, I don't want to call it guilt, but there's some sort of, there's, there hasn't been like a, a president of art to, to def officially declare, no, you can be all the things. Yeah. You, can, you don't have to be one thing, you know? Um, and I think the time has come for multifaceted, mixed media artists to 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 do everything to do all yes. the things you know nobody would ever tell beyonce eh, how about you just stick to yeah. singing with the with the with two other people mm -hmm. you know she wanted to do now she has an apparel line and she does yeah. everything you know um there were probably people who were like financially vested in her company to to, to tell her eh, maybe you don't have a kid because it's going to slow down your touring get mm -hmm. you don't tell her what to do exactly right and so my favorite artists are the ones that cannot be contained I, yeah I, I agree and i want to implore you that you should do everything mm -hmm. everything and so whatever your brand is and however you want to market yourself or whatever make sure to however like here and here's the thing um and I don't want to get the pronunciation incorrect, but is it Melitic? Oh, have gosh. Me. Yeah. Metaquint, Metaquint Productions. That's beautiful. So do you see yourself like marketing more so that or Jennifer Kendall? Jennifer Kendall, honestly, currently. Okay. Because Hunter is more so focusing on something else. But Metaquint is not, it's not dead. It's just kind of on hold. Okay. Yeah. On hiatus, as they hiatus. say. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're taking a sabbatical. I, I am. Yeah. Yeah. I, I encourage you to... to to go all in on on you, your yes. name, your brand. That's what I'm. Yeah. I spent like ten years. I did not want it. I did not want to be like the Knives Monroe show guy. Yeah. Like, look at me. It's Screw all about. It. It's all about me until until I started to cope. You know, yeah. it was my coping mechanism to get this stuff out there. And then the feedback was there. You know, like you spend eight months on making a movie and you put the money into making a movie and then you make a podcast for free. And it gets more attention than the movie. Like, yeah. You eventually, you have to pay attention to the feedback and exactly. say, I'm going to do this. Exactly. Isn't that weird? I, I completely understand, though, because um, Hunters in my first short, it got some attention and it won some it. awards. I think I saw it. Yeah, Whiskey at Midnight? I think I saw it, yeah. Yeah, it got some awards. However, I've noticed that the stuff that we don't really enter into festivals gets more attention. So that's Is, what I'm thinking. Do you think on. it's because. 
when you're creating something, it's with the intention of like obeying the the, yep. in, the parameters of a festival. That's exactly that's exactly what I think because I think art is the rawest form of freedom. Yeah. And if you are making art for any other purpose than to be free and to express yourself, then I think that's going to show. And I think it showed. So there's a dichotomy here, and this is something I'm so fascinated to talk about you with. You know, there's a dichotomy of like this freedom expressing yourself. It's awesome. But then there's, well, I got to eat. Yep. So how do you balance the, the commerce side of this? Um, and you might not have all the answers right now, and yeah. that's totally cool. But I'm curious as well because there's not one right way to do it. There's mm -hmm. only your way. Yeah. I, um, I do do some jobs that I'm just not passionate about. Like I, It's not your favorite thing. Yeah. I, I wouldn't consider myself to be super inspired to do weddings, but I am doing them because they do pay very, very well. And it is, it is, it's special to be a part of someone's very, very big day. However, it is not my favorite thing to do. I'd rather be out taking portraits of someone really, really like kick ass and cool. You know, what's funny. It, every filmmaking creative that I've talked to on this show, and this is like episode 41 or two, um, everyone everybody has a wedding story yeah do you what what was your first wedding filming like filming it like oh gosh i'm actually i might see her today her name is andrea and it was an awesome wedding she is total rock star the colors were black and red and i dressed up in a unicorn onesie with my camera and i danced on the dance floor <laughs> and I, I i throw myself into my job and i try to make people feel comfortable because i'm a very open book and i i don't want to hide my personality yeah because if i hide my personality that shows honestly and it can make others want to hide their personality hmm. so I, I i don't know i, I brought everybody else's true self out and yeah. it showed that's beautiful and, yeah I, that, that's I, a, I that's a it. gift you know yeah i i it's my mother and i we call it a we call it a curse at the same time because Why? is it like emotionally exhausting no we've made friends with the wrong people oh. because we're very friendly i guess and we've made friends with some some shady people without knowing i guess we you could call us we're not naive because we know if they're shady but we've made friends with some some bad people I however it's i don't also think that's personal i don't think it's y'all it just yeah. sounds like you have open hearts we we do in we spite do. of it all we do you guys should be shut-ins Shut-ins. Yeah. You, I mean, most people, you know, play the victim card their whole life. Mm -hmm. Did you ever see, uh, my wife's so into it, we watch trash TV every now and then. <laughs> um, did you ever see like My 600 Pound Life? Yep. Those are like, I can't watch them just because of how they're filmed. It gets on filmed. my nerves. Oh my God. They're so exploitative and yeah. it's just so sad. But um, you hear these people's story. It's like, how do they get, I was watching one with my daughter. She's five and she was like... <laughs> This is mean and i don't mean it like that yeah. but my daughter was basically essentially asking like how how did this happen yeah how did this happen and you know it's it, it's too complex to explain to her but the truth is you know it's a traumatic event happened when they were kids mm -hmm. and then they just they they wallowed in it and they let it eat them alive that's right yeah yeah that's why you can't bury things because it will eventually bite you in the ass that's right and so if you have an adverse reaction because you have an open heart mm -hmm. I, I think that's the right choice every single time mm -hmm. you know I, I i do the fastest way to learn that somebody's not trustworthy is to trust them exactly don't you think yeah totally i will never let the world's cruelty because there is cruelty in the world i'm Definitely. not blind to it i will never let the world's cruelty kill my kindness because if you do that then the world's going to be full of bitter people. I need to hear more of this <laughs> because it's so true. Yeah. And uh, it's just, you know, and this is one more thing, you know, as a filmmaker, like, you ever write a script? Yeah. Okay. So it takes, oh God, yeah. it takes time, you know, so many drafts and then you produce the thing and you got to find the right people and blah, blah, blah. And mm -hmm. it's just like, I've transitioned myself into becoming more of like a documentarian because yeah. your story is more interesting to me than like a movie I wrote, That's you know, 12 months ago. I feel same way i love documentaries i i want to be a document like a document what do you say documentarian documentarian yeah documentary filmmaker Hell, yeah 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 the hipster, the hipster sure way of saying it. i think there's something to it um and quite frankly not only is it i think easier but like in the edit yeah. which I, I love the editing process like you can shape the narrative in the edit mm -hmm. and it takes form but like i love people like why would yeah. i why would i want to cast someone to play a jennifer kendall type yes who's essentially faking um pain yeah when when she's here she's real and she's already processed that you can that. feel it you can feel it yeah. if it, if the person is real telling a real story yes 
the audience feels it. They feel it, yeah. Yeah, and I love that. So, you know, I, I'm curious. What what do you what do you want to do? Like, what do you have on your plate? You know, uh, um, as a creative, in terms of networking and and rubbing elbows and and getting your name out there and all the kind of sleazy stuff that as artists we have to learn as well. I actually recently got on Thumbtack. What's that? Which is basically. Um, a website that sells leads to people looking for photographers and filmmakers mm. and such. And I'm doing that honestly to make more money. And, and plus it'd be fun to take portraits of just random people that I don't know. I'd like to meet new people. Um, cause I mainly take pictures of people I already know. Um, you're so very I'm good that. at it, by the way. Oh, thank you. You're so very much. good at it. Sometimes I beat myself up, but um, I'll just say Facebook's compression. Just like yeah. oh, you, God. you don't get the maximum. You know what I mean? That's Instagram the only thing that though is is doing pretty well. That's but okay. I mean, it's not the greatest. But it's not the best. Yeah, but it's better than Facebook's code echo. I mean, it's like what's the point of posting something on Facebook? It looks like shit. Yeah, I know. God, it just it pisses mess- me off. I know because then the like the the potential clients are like, oh, it's it's blurry and it's like no. It's but not. I love your Instagram and I don't. Thank you. I, I don't really like give a shit about anybody's Instagram and then I see yours and I'm like oh great do I gotta delete all my stuff and like start from scratch and like make... I've, de- I've deleted all my stuff multiple times by the way yeah oh god know. it's just so well put together and like your, you. your grids are just like so thoughtful oh thank you it took a, yeah. took a while I bet yeah yeah so anyway sorry I didn't mean to interrupt but you're really good at photography oh, you, you take pictures of people you already know you want to meet more people yeah um it's also a way to to earn money because I want to throw money back into my business. Yes. I just, I want to be able to create full time and make a living doing it. And that's a dream of most artists and something that's very hard to obtain, but Mm -hmm. I, it should be hard. Yeah. 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 Cause it's pretty audacious. Yeah. All things worth doing are are difficult. And, um, I'm so grateful for my supportive mother. I got Mm -hmm. a shout out to my mom. Shout out to mom. Yeah. Um, she's been helping me a lot. She's a, She's a great woman, but yeah, I, I'd I'd love to to do it full time. I would I would love to. Do you have a a job? Job. Oh, a job. Oh God. Honestly, I have been doing it full time. Yeah. Yeah. That's I don't make lovely. as much money as I would like to mm-hmm. throw back into the business. I make enough to pay my bills. That's good. But I'd like to make more so I can buy more equipment. Yeah. Oh, that's where all my money goes. I know. I hate that. <laughs> It's so expensive. We have so much equipment, though. So that's we, great. We've built up quite a collection, um, but I'd like to invest more in my company so I can create better content, and then the loop continues and continues, and Jennifer yeah. gets happier and happier. Sure. But I don't want to rely my happiness on on creativity. And how, why do you say that? Because if there comes a day to where I can't create, I don't want my happiness to dissipate. You know mm. what I mean? Where, where are you supposed to be happy then? Because I, I want, get all my self-esteem from this shit. I want... I want <laughs> Teach me. As a creative, I, I find my inspiration to be in my surroundings. I don't have to mm. necessarily create to be happy. I can look at... I, I always love saying this because it's true. I can go outside and I can see the sunlight shine down through the leaves of a tree mm-hmm. and how the light turns green and yellow. And I can get happiness from that. Something simple. If you put reliance on happiness and something simple like that you'll never be you'll never be unhappy mm-hmm. well i mean obviously you will be happy unhappy sometimes but right. if you put your happiness in something easily obtainable mm-hmm. then i think that's a, a great way to set up your life do you yeah, know what i mean i do it's it, you know that you're very wise because i think that comes from experience yeah it does and uh, and i don't i i made a new year's resolution this year to to take care of my relationships with people like Mm -hmm. i want you know i've been grinding as well and you know this whole chasing money thing and thinking oh okay well if i make x amount that's gonna make me happy and if i have this camera it's gonna make me happy and and it's just it's chasing the dragon and exactly because once you get that that camera and once you get that amount of money you're gonna want something else that there's another there's another mountain to climb yeah. And then you're just going to keep chasing it and chasing it and chasing it. And it's an um, it's an unobtainable method. I think so. You know? So yeah. f- in my opinion, how what what's worked for me mm-hmm. is to find something small that makes me happy that I can easily obtain and put my happiness in that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's only occurred to me that people is people are more important than than currency. I've never been a money hungry like i've never done it for the money Mm -hmm. i did free work for 15 years before someone was like 
I'm going to sign this check mm-hmm. and you deserve this. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Even though I was starving and starving artist, I know that too well. Yeah. And it was unnecessary. I, I was kind of like, um, a glutton for punishment. Like I just felt like I had to suffer. I glorified my yeah, suffering, yeah, I which is something you. artists do too. All the time. I, yeah. It's not the right mindset. No, it's not. And it's not a, win- a winning mindset. There's, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. There's just more tunnel in my opinion. But yeah. uh, I decided, yeah, I want to, I want to cultivate better relationships with people mm-hmm. because when the apocalypse happens, mm-hmm. It's not going to be your gold toilet that saves you. It's going to be, okay, who's, who are the people that I'm going to... In your corner. In my corner, mm-hmm. you know? Who's going to chop the firewood and, you know, and all that. Mm-hmm. Not so literally, but more like emotionally, right? Yeah. And, and so, but I learned that at 31. Yeah. I you completely know? agree with you. I, I, I don't want to say I wasted a decade by any means because everything brought me to this point. Exactly. But, but at the same time, like, you're very wise that you, that you know this already. It's, it's my past that's why I say I would never change it. Yeah. And I trust me, I've acted like a stupid 21 year old before and sure. I've gone through stupid phases, but I would never change it Yeah, ever because it's molded me into who I am. And I, I, it's taken me a while to say this, but I like me. That's you know? great. I like me. You do? Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. That's fucking awesome. I can awesome. say that I like me. I'm trying to get there myself. How'd you get there? Oh gosh. I don't know. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Yeah. Self-exploration. You've got to be your friend. Talk to yourself. Yeah. You're yeah. not crazy. Just say, what's up? How are you doing today? Yeah. Doing well. I know that might have affected you, but you're still cool. <laughs> yeah. One of my friends has been telling me, I don't know if you ever felt this way. We're like, um, oh, I did something shitty. And so, fuck. Okay. Tomorrow, clean slate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the time. And he's been telling me like, hey, man, how about like, Five minutes from now, clean slate. Why do you got to wait the next day? Because yeah. I'm addicted to that pattern. Yeah, it can know? become addicting. Yeah, I've, I've fallen yeah. into that before. Yeah, and you know what I'm saying. That's and so good. I've Give been yourself. trying. I've been trying to be like, it's not over. You know, like yeah. let's just start again now. now. Exactly. That's a good mindset. <laughs> but that's hard. I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that. Take it and run with it. I yeah. hope it does you. You know, I hope it does you a favor for yeah. sure. But it is very challenging, man. And uh, mm-hmm. I've been shedding this skin as as an artist from like the way I was brought up in a way what i learned what i studied and researched at the time and then i looked up it was 2015 and the world changed like yeah nobody would the world just changed and if i were to make a movie today the traditional way of distributing it is like impossible yeah like you have to be in the point something fraction of a one percent to get it bought by sundance and i'm not one of those you have to have kind of like a name you have to have a name and you have to really be lucky. A luck, a lot of luck yeah. goes into certainly my success and I yeah. think most people's. Um, or you can, over the course of a year, make 10, 12 movies mm-hmm. and put them out there and you never you never know what's going to be the one that resonates with people that mm-hmm. gets you a job, that gets yeah. you, you know, a new camera or whatever that is. And so it's that's a model that I wasn't prepared for that mm-hmm. I had to adapt to. And so, you know, how do you, and it sounds like you, I think we, you and I may have more in common than, than your common memer or like J- so, Gen yeah. Y person. Yep. Um, but how do you manage with where the art goes? Like you said, you, you, you're still um, sculpting your YouTube right now mm-hmm. and you're still building your portfolio and you're still growing your business. But how do you know where things are supposed to go? How do you know when something's finished and you know that process can you walk me through your process i think it's a feeling honestly i can't really explain it because i just i feel it i think i'm i'm doing what you're doing you're picking up your camera every day and you're you're or you're on your podcast you're creating every day yeah and that's what i'm doing that's good i think it was yesterday that i filmed the rain and there was very little story that's why i started this poetry section on my youtube channel because it's something that i can easily do every single day Mm -hmm. i can film something small and find a poem that really resonates with me and record it and instantly have it out i just i want to create every single day do you is it like a spoken word yes do you like speak it into a microphone Mm -hmm. yeah do you know any poems off the top of your head not to put you on the spot um i can reread the one that i i read for the the video yeah let's do it it's called the girl who writes it's 
Love the Girl Who Writes. Um, oh, God. Something about forgive the blue ink on her fingertips for the pens have marked. Just about a female that writes. It, gosh, I can't remember the it word for word, but I'll make sure to send you the link. Once yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Once do I so. And I put it. you, I put you on the spot, but um, I just wanted to know if you if you spoke if it was spoken word or if you put like text up on the video. Um, there's a, a YouTuber that I discovered who's she's she's pretty successful. She's your age, as a matter of fact, and I think she started making videos when she was 15. And so it's uncomfortable for me to go back and watch her old stuff, mm -hmm. but. Um, she's so powerful and I'll send you a link to her as well. Her Thank name, you. her name's Savannah Brown. Maybe you've heard of her already and she lives in London right now, but I think she's American and she's self-published like a whole, a whole thing of poetry, you know, I love poetry. I think, I think right now, like what, if, if we make art every day yeah. and, and then we spend, you know, the last part of our year auditing our art and recomposing it um i think you can take that into like some sort of compilation or mm -hmm. something and say well here's 2020 you know exactly. my my photos of 2020 and, and uh or my book you know mm -hmm. and it's like man we can do everything nowadays yeah you know? it's never been cheaper to do so i i just think it comes down to like are you good enough mm -hmm. you know yeah how how do you sharpen your your, your tools, you know, like how do you, how do you sharpen your mind? Uh, what influences you and, and how do you know, like, how, how have you developed your taste? I think emotion has influenced me. That's why I like to feel every wave of emotion, even the negative ones, because they are my biggest inspiration. Like, um, I don't know, I, it's emotion. Hmm. I, I very, very empathetic. I can feel others. And I don't want to be like one of those people, I can feel your vibes, but... I can feel others' emotions and yeah. stories, and that inspires me. Mm -hmm. It really does. Yeah, I have the same. I have the same mutant power. Yeah. Um, I've been that person who's sitting at a bus stop, and then before I know it, this individual spilling their guts out at me. Yep. Oh yeah. God. Yep. What is that's that? It. You know, that's it. That's it. What is that? Yeah, <laughs> it's a strange thing, Gosh, but um, that's it. Yeah, I, f I feel that with you too. Um, and that's a that's a beautiful skill to have. Mm -hmm. It is. What's uh what's on your what's on your plate for 2020? What do you want to do? That documentary with that uh Does it have uh, like a name? Um I haven't decided yet. I just talked to him today about his um transition and mm. possibly doing a um a film about it, about it and he agreed. So in February we're going to film it. Wow. Um lots of photography gigs. Like I have one right after this podcast. I have on Saturday, Sunday, I've been booked up like crazy. Congrats. Thank you so That's much. That's hard. Oh God. Yeah, yeah it is. I just made, to get the gigs. I made like a short documentary, um, with this photographer that I found online. His name's Lester Platt. He just moved from New York to Austin and I just saw his work and I was like, how'd you do that? Mm -hmm. You know? And I think that with you too. And I'm like, how the fuck did she do that? Like it's, and it's, a, it, I get jealous, but it's a, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Cause it makes me want to, it inspires me to, to yeah. do something like that and to rip you guys off. And <laughs> no problem. Take and so it. I was like, Hey, um, I'd love to make like a little behind the scenes thing about you. He's like, sure. Come, I, come on this day. I have these girls that are coming and we're going to take photos. I was like, cool. And I was asking him like, how do you book people? Do they come to you? Are you paying them? Do they pay you? And, and he told me it's, basically like this podcast you know like there's a sort of mutual benefit you know like a model will come and mm -hmm. pose and you take the photos and so that's her currency and yep but and, and that's also your you know it's that kind of exactly. mutual thing and i was like oh i you see i and here i am you know and i've done this for a long time i've just never known how that how that works that's exactly what it's like yeah, yeah. and so how do you how do you turn that into a to a business like do you how do you sell yourself Oh gosh, it's it's those people who mutually benefit from those photo shoots that contribute to my portfolio. Other people will see that portfolio and they'll be like, "Wow, do I that really?" For me. Yeah, exactly. And then they'll pay me. Yeah. So, how do you determine your your value and how much your rate oh should God, be? That's the hardest question because yeah. I feel like I'm ripping people off because I enjoy myself so much while I'm doing I'll it. I'll tell you this: fuck all that. I know, right? No, fuck that. Because and. and and people will take advantage of that. Oh yeah, I know. I've been taking advantage. I can't tell times. you how uh, how many times I've done something and they're like, "We agree to say like a thousand dollars," and they're like, "Eh, 
All I got is five. And I'm such a nice guy that I'm like, well, if that's all you got, you know, of course. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> you know, and it's so. Like, how am I ever going to like climb that ladder if I just keep thinking I had such a great time doing this. I might as well do it for free. I've, I'm, I've been slowly getting out of that mindset. And I think that's a good idea. At the, on the same token, it's free work is good. Like yeah. that's how you get your foot in the door. That's how you get your reps in. Mm-hmm. I believe in free work for sure. But I also believe like in, in intelligent free work, like. Mm-hmm seeing somebody that has a big following or something and saying, Hey, I really like this, you know, in exchange for free work, that way I can kind of learn from you. Yeah. And then they share it and they, maybe they tag you in it. And so cool. You get eyeballs from that. You know, yeah. there's a mutual, it's strange. Cause like in filmmaking, people will be like, Hey, who wants to do a 12 hour shoot? You know, no pay, but there's free exposure. Seen that so many times. Nobody wants to do that. No. But, but there's, there's something to be said about, um, this mutual benefit, mm-hmm. free work, and and it, and it adds like some credibility for you. Yeah. And perce- reality is perception. So if somebody sees that you did that, they mm-hmm. don't know the behind the scenes machinations that went into that. Yeah. So um, it's true. I think it's like a case by case basis yeah. in, in a way. It really but um, is. I signed up for something and I don't actually, I got to follow up with it. And somebody was like, well, how much for six little movies? And I was like, three thousand dollars and they're like okay cool so yeah just send me you know an invoice or whatever and i was like shit i could ask for five yeah right it's the first thing i thought you know and i i I gotta follow with that but the truth is um i think it just comes from eventually and and it helps having kids because i was like i can't just keep doing free work forever yeah because they gotta eat but um it it's you you have to kind of aim higher i think stop so, underselling yourself yeah stop just because doing that just because like it's not you in a weird way like here's the thing like i'll do a short film for somebody that takes 30 hours mm-hmm. when you divide 30 hours into whatever they paid me for it ends up being like 2.7 dollars an hour or something let's just say for example yeah. and so it doesn't make sense yeah so it just, to me, it's like, you have to remember that they're paying you for the bullshit that they don't want to do and that they can't do. Yeah. They're not paying you to to have fun. Yeah. Even though you are having fun. Yeah, that's the hard thing. It's, they're it's paying crazy. you for the bullshit. Yeah. And so don't feel bad about charging. And it's like, a, I know exactly how you feel because it's, it's audacious to be like, uh, well, I think I'm worth this much. And on the flip side, there are people that over have no business charging what they charge. Yep. And I've they don't have that. the experience to do that. Mm-hmm. But, the, but then... Believe it or not, they get fucking work. I know. <laughs> I think because people see the higher price tag, they're like, oh, this is some luxury stuff. Sometimes. Yeah. Have you gone to Austin Movie Gear? Yeah. That They got some pretty cool deals there. Really? You can like rent a red very cheaply, like mm. a, a very big camera very cheaply. And so you start including that into your rates and then you can charge more. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, nice. it's. There's no wrong way to do it. There's only mm-hmm. there's only your way for sure. But it took me a long time to to um it took me a long time, especially here's the thing, like when it's a job, you have to charge. You have to do it, you know, because it sets the expectation and quite frankly, like it's easier for the client because they just want they want to pay you. It's the easiest transaction. Mm-hmm. It's guilt-free, you know what yeah. I mean? And yeah, it makes the most sense, and especially if you have a business, you know, uh you have write-offs and mm-hmm. so on. And so, yeah, I, I implore you to do that and just yeah. aim high, Jennifer, because honestly, like, you're a rock star. Oh, thank and, you. And your work is just so stellar and so good. If there's, like, one thing that that I think counts against you, and even then I, I wouldn't say it counts against you, it's just it's just you're, you're your own test subject. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're a guinea pig on yourself. Yep. I don't think that counts against you because I, I, everything I do is like, I don't want to be the Knives Monroe guy. Yeah. I don't, but I, I have to be. And then people see what I do and they're like, hey, do that for me. Okay, fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not like a narcissist. Like, it's all about me. And exactly. A lot of people think that I just want to be the model. And it's like, no, I'd rather be behind the camera. I have so much fun being behind the camera. You should do like a daily vlog. I would love to do a daily vlog. It's not hard. It isn't? No. Okay. What kind of phone do you have? Uh, iPhone 8 is crap. Dude, you're good. What the fuck are you really? talking about? Oh, hell yeah. On my iPhone? Oh, hell yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you a story. Um, I did a daily vlog in 2017. Mm-hmm. And um, I did it for 30 days in a row. And that got me a job that changed my life forever. Really? Like a full-time creative gig. I'm inspired now. 
You should be. Yeah. And all I had was a cell phone and a selfie stick. Okay. That's all I had. Yeah. And I would, there were some episodes where it was just me like on a bus. Yeah. Just miserable because I hated my day job. <laughs> I was a salesperson, which I am not a salesperson. Yeah. And, uh, oh man, I'm just getting like Vietnam flashbacks now. <laughs> but, um, but what it did was show people that, oh, he's, he's the filmmaker guy. Yeah. You know? And so someone that like is a big fan of yours, like mm -hmm. even me as a big fan. And I think I'm like one of your top five fans is I want to know that you're the, that you're the photographer person. Like I knew that, yeah. but I almost don't know that well enough. Like next time you go on a shoot, tell, tell Hunter or somebody to, to document it. I've tried. I love that, him that dearly, little, but that little just... one minute video mm -hmm. will, and you can edit it. Just tell him the fucking film it. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Um, that, that one minute video will get you work because yeah. people are like, oh, Jennifer's that person. Mm -hmm. I I've like actually her. been doing that a little bit. However, I've been trying to get him to document me, the photographer more than the model. Which, That's what I mean. Yeah. That's what he's I mean. been documenting mainly the models instead of me. So I've been, and I, gosh, I had a commercial set up for myself, which I'm still going to work on. I just need more footage of, of me photographing people. Yeah. Talk to Hunter, please. Convince I, I, him. I'll try. <laughs> um, I did a, a video where I had my brother kind of, I went downtown Austin, which that's not my scene. Um, and I was like, I just wanted to take portraits of people. Mm -hmm. And it's really cool because the camera that I had at the time, well, every camera can do this now, I think. But you can take a photo. Isn't this the camera you're talking about? Which one is that? The 6D? The one that you gave us. This, yeah, 6D. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if, that's a Mark II. So the Mark II does have it. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I love the feature. Oh, I, I use it, it constantly. Oh, yeah, I love it too. Um, that's a fucking phenomenal camera. Yes. But um. Um, I would take a photo of somebody downtown and get their consent, of course, take it. And then I'd essentially send it to my phone, Lightroom it, and then mm -hmm. send it to them. Yeah. Like all like in this one fluid, like 90 second thing. Exactly what I do. You see what I'm saying? Yep. And I had my brother film us doing that mm -hmm. and it made, it, it made for a nice video. It looks nice, but it helped validate people. Like I said, perception is reality. Yeah. It helped people be like, oh, that's what he, he does that. Mm -hmm. You know, and then and then it opens doors. Yeah, for sure. And I don't underestimate the power of that. Mm -hmm. I think it's supremely powerful. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm just like telling you what to do, and I, I don't want no, it to no, be no, like no, that. No, 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 no. But here's the thing: it's it, it's because you have such a gift. Do all do everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. Write I can't, write I can't songs, help it. sing, act, take photos, take videos, edit. You know, uh, the poetry, like do it all. I literally can't contain it i can't help it get to a point where you ran out of ideas yeah that's the goal yeah and then i hope to get like more ideas and yes. just keep going so have you ever been burnt out oh god yes how do you f charge a battery i recently got recharged how'd you do that time was time was part of it as well as just picking up the camera and creating trash Mm -hmm. Just absolute garbage mm -hmm. that I will never release anywhere. Just mm -hmm. keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, inspiration will trickle up your fingertips and you'll yeah. be able to find yourself again. But yeah, time was a, a big factor. I just needed a second to, to regroup. And then a lot of terrible random filmings and photos. Yeah. That's how I recharged. Yeah, I try that with writing. I, I think about like writing for the trash can. Yeah, exactly. You know, but after you get like half a page in, you have momentum and then something okay comes out. Flowing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I feel the same. That's that's very difficult. Yeah. Um, damn it, Jennifer. So I said, and I know you said you wanted to take like a photo of me. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we'll do that because I just want to give you a five-star rating oh, already. You. But I don't, you know. I, I never want any free reviews from anyone. But I, I, want I, to be I, I mean, I've seen, I've seen your work for like a year. But I want to work with you that's what i want got it I want tailor made from you. exactly i'm excited we'll do that when we wrap up here mm -hmm. um where can people find you on the internet um you can find me on facebook at jennifer kindle and um jennifer k kindle on instagram awesome do you have a website uh it's in it's in construction yeah nice. i also construct websites so do you yeah god damn is there anything that you don't do <sighs> nope i i just <laughs> i can't th I, i'll give everything a try at least once that's beautiful. All right. Well, thank you so much for, for coming out here. What, what part of Austin are you from? Um, I actually live in Cedar Park. But oh, okay. Would, so you're yeah. here, you're north. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't that far from you then. Nope. Not too far. I'm thinking about moving to Cedar Park. It's nice. I like it quite a bit. Yeah, it's nice. Okay, cool. Um, well, last question before, before we wrap up here. 
I know, um, <laughs> I know you said that you have like that gift to like read people's vibes. Like what, what sort of, like what color is my aura? Um, blue. Really? Very trusting. Blue? Yeah. Okay. Very trusting. I wouldn't have guessed. I wouldn't guess. I'm, I'm aiming for gold. Gold. I want to shine bright like a diamond. Shine bright like a diamond. Yeah. Blue can shine bright like a diamond. I get, sapphire. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I'm You're sapphire. I'm going for it. Oh <laughs> Knives is a sapphire today, guys. Jennifer, thanks for coming on the show. No problem. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. My pleasure. Never ever believe anything you hear. And believe only half of what you see. And always, 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 forever and ever and ever, put a force field around your heart.